buckle your seatbelts, put on your sunglasses, and get ready for a bumpy ride because the MLS regular season is almost back, folks. With League's Cup, which has been incredibly entertaining, by the way, winding down and MLS's summer transfer window shut, attention is starting to turn back to the regular season where all 29 teams in the league have somewhere between 9 and 12 games remaining. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, I'm tossing out five predictions for the rest of the MLS regular season. There'll be five more over on Backheel.com later this week, so go subscribe there so you don't miss a single story. Now, we won't get all of these predictions right, but at least they'll give us some things to watch for over the next two months ahead of Decision Day. I've got my prediction hat on. I'm ready to go. Let's get this thing rolling. We'll get you in and out in 10 minutes or less because here at Backheeled, it's just what we do. Let's get to it and make some predictions. Up first, my very first prediction for the rest of this regular season It's about the Columbus crew, really the darlings of Major League Soccer right now, not in South Florida. I've got a lot of love for this Columbus crew team under Wilfred Nance. My prediction for the crew is that Diego Rossi and Cucho Hernandez will outscore any other pairing in Major League Soccer between now, between this weekend of MLS action and the end of the regular season. Yes, losing Lucas Zellerion is a blow for the crew, and the way that that attack functioned with Zellerion and Cucho Hernandez, was working very well. Like, this crew team is leading MLS in goals right now, but I think adding former LAFC star forward Diego Rossi will give Nancy's team even more flexibility in possession. It should make them quicker. It should make them more assertive. I think it will make them better. Now, that transition might not happen right away. It could take some time, which could backfire in this prediction, but I think with how flexible Cucho is, floating into the half spaces, he can drift a little bit wider. Rossi can start wider, come inside, or move centrally. I think they'll work very well either together in some sort of a front two or as two-thirds of a front three with either another attacking midfielder type in Matan or a number, uh, a number nine, really, in Christian Ramirez. I think there's a lot to like about this crew team. Toss in the fact that they added one of the league's best playmakers and really the league's best wide playmaker in Julian Gressel, trading for him from the Vancouver Whitecaps during the summer transfer window. You add Gressel to the mix, and creatively, this team should be better. Gressel will make up for a lot of what they're losing in Lucas Zellerayan, even if he's doing it from different parts of the field. I think we should expect a lot of goals coming from Diego Rossi and Cucho Hernandez in Columbus's final 11 regular season games. They will outdo in my mind, any other pairing between now and the end of decision day. And yes, that does include Lionel Messi and weirdly the greatest Finnish soccer player on the planet right now and Robert Taylor. Who knows what that's going to look like in Miami, but I think the crew with the consistency and the quality of both of these players and how good they've each been in MLS before, I think they will outscore any other pairing in this league. All right, let's stay in the Eastern Conference and move down to Miami briefly. And this is not the Miami prediction about Messi or Busquets or Jordi Alba or Joseph Martinez or Robert Taylor that anybody is expecting. It's not about Tata Martino. This is about how Miami will impact other people, really, around Major League Soccer. My prediction is that key MLS figures, that's plural, will complain about Inter-Miami. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to be. But if we learned anything from LAFC signing Gareth Bale last year, it's that front office members from around MLS get a little irritated when it looks like a team is bending league-imposed roster rules. Now, everyone seems to be bought in 
with that positive impact that Miami could make on the league's long-term future with Messi and Busquets and Alba and Tata Martino and all of these different pieces of the puzzle coming together to make a, an incredible spectacle. And that is what Inter-Miami are right now. As a neutral, I've enjoyed this so much. And frankly, I think it's absurd that there are so many roster rules that govern how ambitious MLS teams can go out there and make moves. I've talked about that on Backheel.com. I've talked about it on this show over and over and over again. It's easy, though, to be happy about this messy train when it's not your team that's getting beaten. It's not your team that's getting dumped from playoff contention in the Eastern Conference. I think we will see a couple of quotes come out, maybe anonymously, maybe not. See Ernst Tanner last year with Gareth Bale. I think we will see some skeptical folks from around MLS come and publicly air out some laundry centered on this Inter-Miami spectacle that we're all getting to enjoy right now. So we're going to see some key MLS figures complain about Inter-Miami. Now, earlier I mentioned some love for Robert Taylor as maybe the best Finnish soccer player on the planet right now. There's another Finn in Major League Soccer playing for Minnesota United in Timu Puki that I think will be a part of a big team heading into this last stretch of the season. I'm predicting for Minnesota United that they will finish no lower than fifth in the Western Conference. I am in love with Minnesota United's attacking core. Let me just get that out there right up front. Timu Puki joined from Norwich in the summer transfer window. He has been dangerous and looks competent in a way that Minnesota United just haven't had a competent number nine in so long. You've got Emmanuel Reynoso pulling the strings as a number 10 deeper downfield. You've got Bongi over on the right wing, who has been excellent this whole year and even better in League's Cup. Adrian Heath's team right now has a really good balance between technical ability and speed and off-the-ball movement with those three high-level attackers. They're in 10th right now, the Loons in the Western Conference. There's not a lot separating them from fifth place, which is what I'm predicting they'll hit no lower than over the course of this season. There are four points right now separating Minnesota in 10th from Austin FC in 5th, and Minnesota United have a game in hand. They've got 12 games left this season. I'm expecting them to climb and climb quickly up from their 10th place spot in the West. They will be a playoff team. It is possible that they will even get a home playoff game when everything is said and done. Puki, Reynoso, Bongi, they make an incredible attacking trio with maybe Franco Fragapane over on the left side, who I like as well in moments. There's a lot to like in general about this Minnesota United team right now. Flipping back over to the Eastern Conference, my fourth prediction on this episode is that Maxi Morales, yes, he's back, will create more chances than any other NYCFC player. I don't know about you, but for me, this move snuck in under the radar. There's been a lot going on in the soccer world. But less than a year after leaving NYCFC to sign for Racing Club in Argentina, that's Maxi Morales' boyhood club. Morales is back. He's a pigeon again. At 36 years old, he is past his prime, but he was one of the absolute best chance creators in MLS last year. In his age 35 season, he finished in the 93rd percentile and expected assisted goals per 90 among attacking midfielders and wingers. That's according to FB Ref. NYCFC without Morales don't have another true playmaker in their squad. Yeah, Santi Rodriguez is a good player. But he's not a, a through-ball threader all the time in the way that Maxi Morales is. With Bakrar in as the number nine, who I like a lot, and Morales now getting at least some spot minutes at the 10, I think NYCFC will be better. I think they have a chance to push for the postseason, even though they have been dire so far. Only a four-point gap between them in 13th and DC United in 9th out east. I like what this NYCFC team did in this summer transfer window. I think they got a lot better. And Maxi Morales in particular, the veteran, I think will lead this team in chances created between now and the end of the year. Finally, my last prediction on this episode, it's all about young players and it's all about vibes. I'm saying Noel Buck and Diego Luna are going to do 
just some crazy stuff, right? There are no specifics here, but I love what these two have brought in Major League Soccer so far this year. Noel Buck, 18-year-old number eight for the Revs. Diego Luna, 19-year-old number 10 half-space guy for RSL. They've been my two favorite youngsters to watch in MLS this year. Buck's left foot in his frame makes him unique as a number eight, certainly in Major League Soccer. His ceiling is super, super high. And Luna, he's he's just awesome. Like the, the, the passes this kid plays, the vision that he has is so rare, not just in Major League Soccer, but around the world. I am ready for Noel Buck and Diego Luna to pull off some crazy stuff on the field between now and the end of the season. My gut, by the way, says that neither of these players will be in Major League Soccer for long. So folks, if you haven't watched Buck, if you haven't watched Luna, if you're a national team fan especially, tune in now because these kids are the real deal and they are so much fun. That's it for this episode of the Backheeled Show. If you enjoyed, go check out backheeled.com and subscribe to check out the rest of these predictions and the rest of our American soccer coverage. We've got lots of new stuff coming your way in the very, very near future. So keep your eyes peeled for some exciting developments on our side of things. For now, we'll talk to you again real soon. 